You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience. I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show. You know I always appreciate it. Uh, not a lot of news to report on in the last week. Uh, most shops are still closed. A few shops around uh, Georgia, Tennessee are starting to, to kind of creak back into to gear. But I think it's going to be uh, quite a while for a lot of different cities, a lot of different states, a lot of different uh, countries, regions all over the place. So be patient uh, and just pay close attention to the shops that are opening early. Um, see uh, what they're going through, the good and the bad, what the troubles are, what the new normal is like for them. Pay close attention to it, and uh, maybe we can get a leg up when when the rest of us are opening back up. This week, I have uh, a piercer named Stray Johnson uh, on the show. Stray has been uh, one of the piercers involved in the Piercer Hangs forum on Facebook. And it's really nice to see uh, piercers getting together uh, as friends, but also as colleagues still talking about piercing talking about jewelry, talking about the industry, but also having fun with each other, a lot of new friendships being made, a lot of connections being strengthened. So it's a really good forum. If you are a a Facebook person, if you are a Zoom person, go ahead and check it out. The uh, the name of the forum is Piercer Hangs. It's open to everyone, uh, so feel free to, to check that out. And uh, it's, uh, it's over Zoom. The, the Hangouts themselves are over Zoom, and Zoom has been a, a huge part of my life for the last uh, month and a half or so. I saw that a couple people were using it for video conferencing, and I looked into it and, and got an account. And now that's uh, that's how I keep in touch with my friends. That's how I keep in touch with my girlfriend. Uh, that's how I've been doing these webinars that I've been uh, holding online. So Zoom is uh, wildly popular, and it's really useful. So if you don't already have uh, the, the app, it's free to use. If you have the free account, you can hold meetings up to 40 minutes in length, and then for like hundred bucks or something like that. You can buy a year subscription and you can have unlimited, uh, unlimited meetings on there. So really helpful. Uh, that's definitely what my shop is going to be using too. Once we start to open back up, we're going to be switching all of our consultations over to online platforms. So probably zoom or maybe uh, Facebook video chat or Google Hangouts or stuff like that. But video conferencing is something I think we're all going to have to be uh, pretty comfortable with over the next year or so. I think part of the new normal will be a lot of uh, online platforms for communication. So pay attention to that stuff. As far as the uh, the Piercer Hangs meetup, meetups on uh, Zoom, they're doing all different kinds of activities. Uh, show off your body jewelry, uh, collection night, uh, piercing nerd trivia different stuff like that, so it's pretty fun. Uh, Something we also talk about is just the concept of unplugging. Zoom is fantastic. A lot of people are keeping in touch on uh, Facebook and and other online things, but you gotta make sure that you put your phone down every now and then. Uh, You just kinda build up this addiction to it. You know, you need to kinda turn down your screen time if you can. I spend all day with either a phone in my hand or staring at a TV or staring at a laptop. Very little uh, time. Uh, doing things in the the real world or maybe being outside in, in a in a safe setting. So think about that. Think about unplugging. Uh, one thing to think about if you are going to be using uh, your your devices is maybe use them 
just uh, for efficiency and growth. And one great thing for that is a, a free class on infection prevention and control for COVID-19. A uh, free class from the World Health Organization. So you go to their website, openwho.org, and you can uh, sign up for the infection prevention and control for COVID-19. Free class, free certificate, uh, shows your customers that you, you care about uh, this specific issue, and uh, the price is right. So for now, let's go ahead and get into this conversation with Stray Johnson, and I'll be back a bit more at the end. Well, I am Jay, or Stray, whichever you prefer. I work currently, well, not really because quarantine, but I work at Piercing Emporium in Worcester, Massachusetts, and I also own Dusk Body Jewelry. So I wanted to talk to you on the show because you seem like one of the um, the more visible people out there kind of pushing the whole like piercer hangs concepts with like Zoom and stuff like that. So uh, what number one, what's it like just being out of work for you right now? Like how's your how's your mental situation with that? You know, I'm I'm trying to like keep the depressies away. Um, I like a lot of other people uh, live alone, and so that adds um, a little bit to it. Just because I am a social creature, as most of us are, and uh, the social interaction side of things um, has gotten kind of hard. But um, you know, I'm I'm holding up all right. Like, yeah. uh, are are you and Alicia still together? Uh, yeah. So what's that like for you? Because you know, I I also have a long distance relationship, and it's uh, it's not easy sometimes, like being able to just relax and connect and be with someone. Yeah, it's 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 hard, um, especially uh, because she was supposed to come out here uh, April 9th. Mm. so like right around when. The Canadian border and everything closed. Um, I think it was just a couple days before that that the that the borders shut down and everything. Yeah, Lola. So, Lola was supposed to. Um, uh, I was supposed to go over to visit Lola uh, while while this was happening. And um, first, it was like, well, okay, she can't come into the U.S., but I could probably still go there and maybe quarantine with her for a little while. Uh, but now it's like. You, you can't even get a flight, let alone cross a border. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that part's rough. Um, but still, you know, trying with the with the video, you know, you kind of got to make it work either either way. Is that is that what kind of drew you to to Zoom? Because for me, uh, it it wasn't really about seminars or piercer hangs or any of that stuff. At first, it was like I think I saw. Maybe Zach Boyer, I think, might have been the first person that I saw mentioning a Zoom thing. I looked into it, and I was like, oh, well, this will be easier than, like, Facebook Messenger or trying to use Skype or something for being able to spend some time with, with Lola. So that's what kind of led me to Zoom. Yeah, I, I can't quite recall when I first heard about Zoom. But uh, for the longest time, me and Alicia have been doing um, the Facebook Messenger ones. Mm-hmm. And um, what kind of what kind of drew me over to Zoom is we were doing like video calls, um, me and Kale and some other people, and then people started getting a little bit uh, cranky because every time somebody comes in or out of the Facebook call, everybody that's been on that call gets notified of it. <laughs> 
So if it's one that goes on for a long while, uh, they'll be getting notifications popping up on their on their phone all night. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Zoom, we don't really have that problem. And we don't have to really reach out to people to draw them in. It's just kind of a come on in if you want to type of deal. Right. Uh, the reason I like Zoom for video conferencing too, especially with like friends and family, is that uh, you can just pop it on and just put it on on the side of the room and it's just like you basically have a window into your living room. When you're using something like Facebook Messenger, I think you feel a lot more tethered to like your phone or your device or whatever it is. But with Zoom, you can just kind of stick your laptop on a on a table in the corner and just go about your life. I completely agree. And even in the even in the chats, like we'll have some people that, you know, don't turn on their audio or video and are just kind of there to listen to people talk and I think that's great. Yeah. It's uh it's it's a weird time because I think body piercers get so much overstimulation when it comes to uh, social contact and like validation and all that stuff. Like you you're working a job where you're seeing um, incredibly uh, uh, appreciative people like every 15 to 20 minutes on a on a busy day and uh, going from that to sitting in your living room by yourself and not really saying another word maybe out loud to a person all day can be such a stark contrast and I think it can really it can really play with people you know if you're more introverted and more social it's a really difficult adjustment to, to switch to home life by yourself Oh yeah, I it was it was rough for the first little while, especially when like nobody knew what was going on and so like is this going to last 2 weeks cuz I could use a 2 week vacation and then it just kind of kept going. Yeah. What 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 has been what's been going on for you for quarantine because for me uh, at first I felt like it was same thing like oh this is just going to be two weeks, you know, I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a seminar on Saturday to keep people busy until they can get back to work. And then it was like, okay, now it's a month and now it's a month and a half. And, uh, I, I think I'm also one of those people who was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do all these big projects cause I have all this time. And, but and it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. I'm totally out of energy, even though I'm not really doing anything. Yeah. I've, I've tried to stay focused on little projects and stuff like that. Like, um, we're we've been doing trivia nights and um little kind of get together like themed get togethers on the zoom meetings so i've actually been making that kind of um my daily projects is making sure that everything's running smoothly with that and you know putting together fun slides and stuff that's cool i mean that's really thoughtful to because i mean anybody can just throw up a link to a zoom hangout on Facebook, but it's it's a big difference when you actually try to make it something engaging for the people and something where the people can feel like they're together and not just like looking at a thing. Yeah, and I, I feel like the participation aspect of like the trivia's and stuff like that is is good. Yeah, are you seeing a lot of um, a lot of regular faces with these, or are you getting kind of new people coming in and, it, and checking it out? It kind of comes and goes. It it seems like we have a cast of, you know, regulars that will be in just about every night. And then um, almost every night we see at least one brand new person. Hmm. I, I would love it if there was some sort of an app where you could actually just all watch a thing together. It's just such a pain in the ass trying to cue something yeah. up and like the... 
like double layers of audio and all that stuff gets really tough. Yeah, I wish I wish the uh, the wrestling thing, the videos would have come out better because that was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. You know, like I never, I didn't even realize like what it was going to be like on the non-host side of it because I had been doing all these seminars and I had had a couple of videos there, and now I'm realizing like how dull it must have been for a lot of people for it to basically be like slow motion or stop motion, and I, I it didn't occur to me that it was like that, and hopefully there'll there'll be some sort of an an app or something that will that will make a fix for that because I don't I don't see social stuff going back to going back to normal even if people start going back to work like people aren't going to be able to socialize in the same way for a long time. Oh yeah, that's that's the truth. I'm I'm in Massachusetts. We're like the third hardest hit, mm-hmm. and um, it's this isn't going to fix itself overnight. It's so weird seeing Massachusetts having such like a high number, and I'm in New Hampshire, and I'm. Uh, yeah, you're like know, five what? miles away from the border of, of Massachusetts. Yeah, you're like forty-five or so minutes away from me. Yeah, so. yeah. Here, it you know there there are some people that are getting transmission, some people that are in the hospital, but it's it's not at all like what I'm sure people are dealing with in in Boston. I, I do think it it's probably just down to like concentration of people yeah, in close proximity. Because mm-hmm. um, I I have noticed that. Um, that your state is just a little bit more like spread out. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the same kind of population centers, and a lot of the people that were coming to New Hampshire were coming for restaurants and shopping and things like that. And now that those industries are are shut down, there's not a lot of people coming to New Hampshire unless they already live here. So, uh, what um, what are you looking forward to for for getting back to work? Are you looking to just kind of get back to like business as usual, or are you looking to like start any new projects when you get back into the shop? I I mean I absolutely miss um miss piercing. Um there we have done a couple things around the studio that I'm excited for. We put a door in that I'm <laughs> that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um but and as far as the jewelry company like we were doing the best we've ever done right mm-hmm. before this and it there's a part of me that feels like, you know, it kind of got like ripped out of my hands a little bit. And I'm sure there are a lot of people in the, in the piercing community that like just started shops and things like that and kind of got the rug pulled out from under their feet. Yeah. And it's really heartbreaking. It is. It's difficult. Uh, it's, it's difficult to even have a conversation with someone because like you can certainly empathize no matter where you are in your, in your career, you can, you can get a, a concept of like, all right, opening a shop, that was months or years of, of work and, you know, financial investment and all these different businesses that are growing and, and thriving and gaining all this momentum. And then all of that is just kind of taken away. Uh, but yeah. I, I think people should try to, it doesn't seem like you're, uh, like you're angry about it. Like I see some shops that are angry about it because maybe they feel like it's just them, but uh, I had I mean, that anger for a few days, and I, now I realize that it's it's everybody. Yeah, when when things first happen, it can kind of seem like it's only happening only happening to you. But as you like discuss with more people, that like yeah, everybody's not doing so hot. Um, it kind of broadens your scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's really cool that you can uh, try to put something positive out there for for piercers are you getting mostly people that are in 
um, U.S. and Canada, or, or are you getting people from outside of the U.S., outside of North America? Um, we're, we're getting people from all over the world. It, it's actually it's actually given me a great opportunity to meet people and talk with people that I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to otherwise. Yeah, I saw a lot of people uh, getting involved in all the different online seminars, and again, just people from all around the world that... I might not have ever talked with or had any sort of interaction with before. And then you just see all these piercers uh, kind of just joining in to that online conversation, you know, whether it's on Zoom or on a forum or in a, a webinar or whatever. Um, it's nice to see the uh, the piercing industry kind of taking care of each other. Yeah, and just kind of like trying – it seems like there's a really big outpouring of – people just trying their best to lift everybody else's spirits. Yeah. And I think I think that's a really beautiful thing to show like a little bit of to see so much um selflessness coming out mm -hmm. of out of people. Yeah. Uh so talk about some of the different activities you've been doing through Zoom. You know, you had trivia night. Was it any, was it like piercer trivia or was it like pop culture trivia? Uh it was it was piercer trivia. It all uh related to piercing stuff. Um uh, when me and Kale and Rob um and we reached out to a couple people like Paul King, um we tried to uh set it so nobody would get a hundred percent and nobody would get zero. Mm -hmm. So we tried to mix it up and um now <laughs> working on the second one for tomorrow currently, like I'm really realizing like there needs to be an even flow to all of it. And then uh the other day we had um a jewelry showcase night where just a bunch of people came on and showed off their personal jewelry collections that's cool and that was that was really really fun and my mind got blown by by some of the jewelry that some of the people had were there any like standout pieces because i've seen some of the some of the collector's items that people might have that you know older older stuff or stuff that they might have picked up from a vendor at conference you know like some amazing diablo piece or something like so what, what were you seeing oh there were <laughs> So, Becky and Pablo's collection is insane. Yeah. <laughs> and so that that was good. Like, Becky kind of walked us through all the different shelves. Like, this one's hangers, and this one's glass, and this one's our organics. Um, I, off the top of my head, uh, I can't really recall any, like, single piece. Um, I think the Ryan Tantrum had some like keyhole weights from rain that I think they were jade or adventuring or something like that with like brass on the flat part and wearable surface and then wires coming up and around and over mm. and they were beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Piercers uh, tend to go overboard like in the best way when it comes to, <laughs> to jewelry so oh yeah if, if people have like their rare collection like that the the piece of jewelry that they probably only bust out once or twice a year like that's that's probably some pretty cool stuff and yeah i i found myself being really jealous a, a whole lot yeah. even though i i my jewelry collection's fine but <laughs> you know you always you always want what you can't have you know right. yeah i'm sure i i remember seeing these um these pieces from Diablo and there were like these massive pieces of fossilized uh, mammoth ivory uh, all hand carved and 
I forget what they, but it was like thousands of dollars for them. And it was worth every penny because of the craftsmanship that went into it. But just looking at it, it was like mind blowing of like, who, who owns that? You know, who is, who's going to just go out to the grocery store wearing, wearing that. And, and I don't, I don't mean that in a judgmental way. I mean, like that person must be awesome. Oh yeah. And it's also, I, I have a, I have a couple pieces, nothing, nothing that, that fancy, but a couple pieces where like, I won't wear them because, um, I'm scared they'll break yeah. or fall out of my ear or I'll lose one or, or something like that. So those are just ones that I like to have and like wear to like extremely special events. Yeah. Uh, so what about trivia night? Like, do you have any example questions from, from trivia night? Um, I can, I can throw out some from the last one. Sure. Um, well, actually, do you want to take a crack at them and we'll, yeah. we'll see, we'll see how you do on a couple questions. Sure. That would be great. All right. Yeah. Um, so in which piercing cult classic movie did D Snyder of twisted sister play captain howdy? Oh, strange land. That's, that's an easy, strange I, land. I love that movie. Yeah. I mean, okay. Um, nobody loves that movie, but I love that movie. <laughs> I, I completely understand. Um, in a previous career, was Jim Ward a chef, poster framer, sanitation worker, or a firefighter? Oh man, I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna take a, a shot in the dark because I, I imagine Jim Ward being a pretty artistic person. So maybe a poster framer. That's that's correct. Yeah. Hey, poster framer. Win one for intuition. <laughs> we'll we'll just do one more. Okay. This one this one's to show that it does get kind of hard. That's what she said. During the proliferative stage of healing, what three things are needed in order for collagen to be produced? Oh my god. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see. Um. You need um fresh fresh lime. Um, uh, probably fresh orange and, um, either tequila or mezcal, I think. <laughs> Correct. Right. Is that, that's a, that's a margarita. Okay. Um, I don't know, honestly, you know, when it comes to like some of like the, the nerdier piercing stuff, like when people talk about phases of healing and all this, it's just like, I don't know, just spray some saline on it. Yeah, it, it, it can go over your head. So that's, that's kind of, uh, by the way, the, the answer for that one was oxygen, vitamin C and iron. Okay. But um, it, that, that's kind of uh, three questions that give like a good example. Like we try to do some in pop culture. We try to do some in piercing history. Try to do some like advanced like wound healing questions and things like that. Yeah. Um, just to try and cover as large of a spectrum as we can with it. That's nice. You know, get people having fun but also thinking a little bit. And and learning like yeah. even even if you don't participate in the trivia, even if you don't win the trivia, um, my hope is that you'll come away with a new little knowledge nugget. So was it like a, a point based thing or was it just for fun? Yes. So so like um, the last one that I asked, you would have gotten one point for each of those. Like if you just said oxygen, you would have gotten one point. Mm -hmm. um, or if you got all three, you would have gotten three points. Hmm. Did uh, did you have a winner? Uh, we did. It was Monica Saban. Oh, cool! I want to get Monica on the show soon. Yeah, and Monica um, won a box of masks. 
which are a hot commodity right <laughs> it's now. Like, yeah, gold. Actually, you know what's really cool is um, after I'm done recording this, I am gonna go on. To, I'm gonna go to the Nashua DMV, and the state did some sort of like a emergency medical something where I, I got an email from like a New Hampshire emergency disaster relief or whatever. And they asked me how many staff members we have and how many average customers a day we're expecting. And they're going to give me a couple of boxes of face masks for free. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I'm going to pick that up today. I don't know exactly how much I'm getting, but I know I'm getting some PPE from the state. Were you one of the people that um, donated a lot of their supplies when uh, stuff really started hitting the fan? So here's a difficult conversation. Uh, No, because I... It was like this weird teeter-totter thing where I was I was looking at my supplies and I was like, hey, you know, I've got this case of gloves. I've got, you know, a couple of tubs of disinfectant. I've got a couple of boxes of, of masks ready and I'm sure the hospitals could really use it. And then I started thinking like, well, what happens when I reopen and how am I going to be able to get this stuff? And then I was thinking like, is is one box of face masks really going to be like a life or death difference? If it was, I would hand over everything in my shop, but I, mm. I don't, I didn't know that it would be. And I'm kind of glad I'm kind of guilty, but I'm also kind of glad that I didn't donate right now because now I'm seeing how difficult it'll be to get it. Understandable. Um, I, that's, that's one thing that I wonder about the, as we start to gear up for shops reopening. I know that some shops in Georgia, um, are reopening right now. Uh, for the people that did um, donate a whole lot of things, uh, wondering just you know how they're going about it, how long are they going to be able to stay open while medical supplies are still scarce? Sure. My my biggest bottleneck right now is um, is quality disinfectants. I, I called, uh, so I, I had already ordered two cases of Optum still waiting on it to get it and you know again i understand it's going to take some time but i called my my local vendor also um asking if they had any in stock they didn't and they said well we don't have that but we have these other disinfectants which are all things that i've used over my career but i've phased out because i really it's not my it's it's in my opinion it's not the best and i want the best so i feel like i can get stuff but i might not be able to get the best stuff and that's that's kind of the tough decision i might be in yeah luckily i'm just a piercer i'm not a shop owner sure so i don't i don't have to worry about those things but i do wonder about them you know yeah yeah it's it's going to be extra tough for shops that are high volume like piercing emporium where you're working because i I can't i can't wrap my hand around being able to keep supplies in stock if you're dealing with 30 or 50 customers in a day Oh, yeah. Like, uh, we run two piercers, and we'll generally do between 15 and 35 piercings a day, uh, each piercer. Yeah. And that's not even including the change-outs. So, yeah, it's... I I don't know how well things are going to run when we get back open. Like, we're definitely going to, you know, start working again eventually. Uh, It's just kind of nobody it nobody really knows what's going on yeah I, <laughs> and what's going to happen and how to approach everything because how do you approach the unknown with anything but trepidation my my thought process that i'm trying to live in today anyway is uh if i can't if i can't enact positive change today or within let's say a week i'm, I'm, I'm not even going to really waste my my energy on it you know like i i have no idea when my shop 
number one, can legally reopen, and number two, when uh, myself and my staff will choose to reopen. So, like, that's a complete unknown. At first, it was May 4th, and then that goalpost got pushed out, and now it's potentially May 31st. But, I mean, I don't want to start planning, you know, we're going to be open in June if, if they're just going to keep pushing it. And I don't even really want to try to freak out about, well, what are... What are we going to do for different policies and this and that when I don't even know when we can reopen? Yeah, and I, I have seen several times as the goal post has been pushed back, shops being like, alrighty, we're set to open next week. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of where I was at at, at first. Um, during this first like two or three day period where I, I wouldn't say it was panic, but I would say that your decision making was changing hour to hour. You know, those first couple of days when uh, when businesses started closing um at first i I told my my counter staff like okay we're just going to reschedule everybody and just push them out two weeks and then within a day we had to call all those people back and we're like yeah we have to you know we have to basically put you on a waiting list and then people would like people would check in after a week or two and i'd be like i'm I'm sorry i don't know when and now people just like they're not even asking when we're going to be open anymore i'm just i'm saying like keep an eye on the website keep an eye on the facebook page but i have no news for you right now yeah, I mean, when everything started, we knew so little about what was going to happen that we uh, completely cleared uh, the shop out of jewelry and everything like that. I went down to my workshop, collected all of my like precious materials and things like that and took them to my house because we were scared that, you know, who knows, there might be riots. We don't mm-hmm. want to get a window broken and lose everything over a riot, you know? Yeah. I had the exact the exact same thing. Like, the day that I decided to close, all right, let's clear out the cases, and I'm going to go and put them in a safe deposit box. Yeah. And, I mean, I've, I'm still hearing stories from, from people just about every night in the in the Piercer Hangs uh, meetings that they still haven't received unemployment. Shop hasn't been open for two months. Mm-hmm. They're, they're tapping their savings, and uh, there's a lot of people that just don't know what to do. And, yeah. you know, it's, my heart goes out to them, you know? Yeah. I, I'm going to hope that uh, over the next couple of months there will be systems put in place to help relieve people and do this and do that like there are plenty of areas where thinking outside of of just the u.s there are plenty of areas that are not going to be able to open maybe even until the end of the summer and a lot of those places don't have grants and different benefit services uh, available right now so i i feel very much for those people that are blowing through their savings and i feel even more for the people who have already blown through their savings and and don't know what to do about you know next month yeah this is definitely a time where no matter what you've got um count your blessings that you've got something yeah uh in businesses too you know i I, i'm gonna hope that uh a lot of businesses will be able to to keep going to keep moving forward i know a lot of us are gonna lose momentum and and having a conversation where you're thinking thinking out all the logistics of well 15 to 30 in a in a day per piercer or something like i i feel like a lot of that business is going to be gone too so i think that we're all going to have to be able to do uh more with less and and that's on the client side but also on the materials side and i and at the same time i'm also somebody that's very into giving to charity and it sucks right now because there's not really much anybody can do to help each other out other than like let people vent to them and things like that because you know (laughs) i ain't got any more money (laughs) right yeah i i think you're doing i think you're doing a lot though you know don't don't uh don't write off 
what you're doing as, as being really helpful to people because just giving some people some normalcy, uh, getting people to talk to friends and colleagues and just kind of focus on that, that positive career side when they probably haven't had any other reasons to really think much about their career other than like panic states, you know? Yeah, I guess it's I guess it's just the piercer part of the brain where like you do something and you're like, I could have done that way better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so and any sort of other plans for for Zoom or like what else do you think is gonna work to keep people well occupied? We, the first the first event that we did was a wine and cheese night mm-hmm. or juice and vegan cheese for right. our friends that, you know, don't partake in one or either. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were thinking about doing something along the lines of that again. Well, you could um, have, uh, uh, in, in place of wine and cheese night, you could have veg and edge night. <laughs> that, that's, that's a good idea. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get all the credit for that one. But okay. Yeah. You make, you make veg and edge night happen. <laughs> I I will I will absolutely. <laughs> that, that's good. I don't know what else to uh, to do. You know, I've I've been watching a lot of movies with Lola. We've been doing a lot of voice chats. I've been trying to do webinars, but I I honestly just got burnt out, ran out of material, and ran out of kind of inspiration. And I certainly ran out of energy. I think I'm gonna maybe do like a Q and A session. Because that yeah. was always fun for people after the webinars. They would hang out and they would ask questions, and you know maybe it'll be me and Lola and whoever just answering piercing questions for people. Gotta stay occupied. You know, yesterday I yesterday I went out in my garden for a while and I started putting in my my spring herbs and I'm gonna I'm gonna put in some tomatoes and some peppers and I'm just trying to. Uh, it's like it's like what my dad's life is like. You know, I'm just put, <laughs> puttering around the garden. Yeah. I wish that I had a porch or an outside or something like that, but like I leave my apartment and I'm directly on a city street. Mm, yeah. And so like I wish I could go outside and play the banjo and be barefoot, <laughs> but uh, not for a while unless yeah. I, unless I drive out to the woods or something. Yeah. But, At least there's that. At least there's outside. You know, it's not it's not yeah. poisonous poisonous air, but still I feel weird. Just going like there's there's a park five minutes away from my house where you can go and walk and do whatever, but I I still feel weird. There's also this new type of etiquette that I don't know if it's going to be something that sticks around or something that's going to leave once this is all over. But um, you know, even in my apartment building, when you like get in the elevator with somebody, like it's now polite to like kind of turn away from them and like. Mm-hmm face the wall where whereas before i was like hey how you doing how's your day going everything like that um it's it's really really weird and it's taking a whole lot of adjustment to not be able to be the kind of outgoing friendly person that a lot of us are it's like a dream come true for someone who's introverted or anti-social though uh you know just you know you can make eye contact and do like the have smile and nod, and that's it. You don't have to have a conversation. No handshakes, no hugs. Well, well, now that uh, in Massachusetts, I believe masks are becoming mandatory, mm-hmm. and so you can't even give the smile anymore. Right. We're gonna have to figure out some sort of uh, new greeting system. <laughs> we just carry emoji cards with us, and we hold up which card we're feeling. 
Yeah, basically. Just <laughs> sad face. Everybody's just holding up the sad face one. <laughs> um, something to also be said, I feel, about um, burnout with um, online interaction. You go on Zoom or what have you every day, and a lot of the time we're not realizing that that is uh, kind of taking a toll on us mentally and we do need to just like everything else step back and take a break from that as well Mm -hmm. yeah unplugging Um, has been really really difficult for me lately everything is my phone every because i I don't have i don't have cable tv so uh i i you know i chromecast everything from my phone so it's like anytime i want to watch something i got my phone uh i'm constantly dealing with people via email because i'm not at the shop to answer a phone Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm talking to lola and that's it's all through my phone and it's really difficult to unplug now it's like this sort of it's this device anxiety that i had a little bit before but now it's it's just constant it's like i'm glued to my device and i i just feel like addicted to it yeah kale had to make me take a day off from the piercer hangs um just because everybody was kind of noticing that i was getting kind of tired glossed over not really able to keep up with conversation uh like i like i normally would and when i did take that day off i got the whole fear of missing out thing Mm -hmm. where i was like (laughs) where i was like sitting around like making food and stuff like that like i wonder what they're talking about (laughs) (laughs) uh well it's it's difficult just just in the way that people get addicted to the validation of Instagram likes and all that stuff. You, you get that little bit of dopamine because you're sitting around in your apartment or your house being bummed out and then you get to talk to your friends for a little while. So I'm, I'm sure that can that can also become a little bit addicting. Yeah, and um, it, it, can, it can wear you down. It can wear you down faster than, uh, faster than you think it will. Mm-hmm. Um, for, me, it, for me, it's like every... Every interaction I'm having with someone else, it's like this pressure of you need to be uh, as positive as possible because you know that the the person you're talking to, the person at the opposite end of your device, you know that they're having a bad day and they're having a tough time too. So you don't want to make their tough time any tougher by like sharing your you know bummed out stuff. Yeah. So it's like this constant pressure of like when do I get to switch off and just like process my I don't know if sadness is really the right word for it, but just being able to process my emotions and not having to pretend like I'm uh, like I'm on and have to be like smiley and conversational. Right? It's it's draining. Yeah, it it can be very much so. Well, <laughs> so, so upbeat and so, so chipper. I know. I'm not. I'm not trying to like bring the conversation <laughs> down or anything. Positive uh, mental attitude, you know. Yeah, positive mental attitude. Uh, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to focus on on positivity. I'm trying to do some things that aren't really phone based. I, I tried. I tried starting a couple books, and I, I it was like impossible for me to even switch my brain off long enough to read a couple of pages. It's just my mind is is buzzing, and it's it's difficult for me to to feel like I'm on vacation because I just I have this this amped up guarded anxiety kind of energy all the time because I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. I feel like I, I, piercers are really good at figuring out a problem and working through it, you know, whether it's an issue with their shop or expanding, doing this, doing that, or sales approaches, marketing, whatever. 
piercers are usually problem solvers and ha being in a problem that you can't solve your way out of makes you feel really helpless when a lot of body piercers are usually like go-getters you know mm -hmm. and yeah it, like and also your skills not being utilized can add to the depression and mm -hmm. and things like that um just not physically doing what your talent and your what your skill is can be really hard for some people yeah i've been seeing my my tattooer friends going through that where they're just trying to crank out paintings as much as they can now just so they can kind of stay tuned in to to their art yeah. but a lot of them are just they're they're kind of nervous about going back to to tattooing have a little just to have a little bit of like normalcy like mm can always buy some body bits and pierce it but it's not the same right it's just yeah. not the same every piercer is just going out and buying a case of capri sun so you can just stab the pouch with that little straw if you think that i don't have a case of capri sun in my fridge right now you were dead wrong <laughs> <laughs> piercer drink yeah oh yeah like uh so i do want to mention that uh the proper way to uh puncture the seal on Capri Sun is bevel facing towards you. Okay. And you actually want to have your finger on the end of the straw. If you do not, then it'll squirt out. That's what she said. Uh, I use an old school needle pusher when I when I puncture <laughs> my Capri Suns. It's it's really cool that you're doing the Zoom things. If there are any piercers out there listening that aren't already like part of that community, how would they get involved in it? Um. So all you would have to do is search Piercer Hangs on Facebook. Uh, you'll need to download the Zoom app. Um, we we will approve you into the group. I come on and I make a post at 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, every night with the meeting link and ID and password and all that stuff. And like, really, there's no pressure for you to turn your camera on or to say anything or you can come in and say as much as you as much as you want it's a really friendly community and i'm really impressed by just how lovely everybody is in there that's great and we're planning for next week to do bingo oh that's cool oh yeah look at that technology keeping people together <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> cool all right. Well, uh, I appreciate you talking to me a little bit. I know we had some technical issues with Skype, and I'm glad we could yeah. get that worked out. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really thankful for you for having me on and still keeping this thing moving. Actually, one of our um, questions on the um, on the last trivia was who was the most recent guest on the Piercing Wizard podcast. Hey, oh, I didn't even have to sponsor it or anything. <laughs> no, not at all. Just because you're still just doing your thing, being great. Well, trying to, oh, and thank you. Uh, trying to, I. It's it's difficult to talk about. Um, it's difficult to talk about piercing when people aren't actively piercing. So I'm trying to talk about the stuff that's that's affecting body piercers because I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who are going through the similar stuff that we're going through. Oh yeah, and you know, probably probably worse. Like yeah. my main my main reason for wanting to being so dedicated to doing this every single night and putting an ear out for people is um, I've had a decent number of people in in my life, um, you know, uh, pull the plug as mm -hmm. it were. 
Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to try anything that I can to make that not happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I certainly appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people out there, it, I've never heard anybody say anything negative about it, which is saying something when it comes to the piercing community. <laughs> For uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's got any sort of complaint against it. So you know that you got to be doing something right. Uh, well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Well, um, uh, next time, you know, we can talk about what it's like being back to work. You can talk to me about piercing and talk to me about your jewelry and all that stuff. We'll do a follow-up when, uh, when the world's not ending anymore. I would absolutely love that. All right. All right, buddy. Well, uh, have a good day, and uh, tell Alicia I say hi next time you talk to her. You too, I and I will. Have a good uh, one, any- bud. You too. Uh, any sort of social media you want to give people again? Um, sure. If you want to uh, look at my Instagram for piercing, I don't post on it very often, but it's at Stray Johnson. And then uh, the jewelry company is at Dusk Body Jewelry. Cool. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks for talking to me, Stray. I always appreciate the time. Have fun with those piercer hangouts on Zoom. If you're looking for something else to do to pass your time online, you can go ahead and take that infection prevention and control for COVID-19 class from the World Health Organization. You can find that for free at openwho.org. I don't have any new classes of my own to uh, announce right now, but uh, I've got a couple different ideas maybe coming down the, uh, the line. I do have some new content that's been going up on uh, patreon.com slash ryanpba. I've got some of my previous webinars on there, and I'm working on some new bevel theory content that I'm going to be releasing shortly on uh, Patreon, so go ahead and check that stuff out. I'll be back next week with another episode for you, and thanks for listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.